Hey, I want to anchor tonight uh, in the Word. It's a good place to anchor. A message is in the Word. So if you'd like to turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 16. And uh, just in a sec, uh, if you don't have a piece of paper to write out your goals, uh, the stewards are going to hand those out in a sec. But uh, in chapter 16, verse 9, it says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So uh, I don't really have a uh, title for the message tonight, but uh, if I did, it would be the seven F words of goal setting. Yeah, woohoo! This isn't going to be on the... No, just kidding, it will be on the podcast. Um, no, so... If you're taking notes, there's seven things um, you may have heard Pastor Teresa spoke about briefly this morning where she talked about our SMART goals. We might know what SMART goals are. They are, I was going to say simple, um, they are strategic, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound or timely. So that's the way we kind of look through our goals um, when we set them. Uh, we, you know, we want to make sure they are strategic. You know, uh, getting fit is a great uh, goal to have. But is that strategic? Is that measurable? How do we measure getting fit? So I'm going to shoot these seven too quickly, and then we're going to dive into them a bit deeper. Number one, if you're writing notes, is family. Number two is friends. Number three is fitness. Number four is fun. Number five is finance. Six is further education. And seven is faith. All right. Hey, do stewards, we have those pieces of paper we hand out to anyone who's writing goals. Awesome, they're coming. Thank you, stewards. Hey, no, so if you uh, might have written your goals this morning, uh, you might have already written them uh, to get prayed for tonight. But I'd just love to touch on goals for family. Hey, if you guys, you know, you might have a family or not, but or you might just be in a family. Um, but setting goals in your family is really quite important, and the Bible does put a big emphasis on that. Uh, one of the Ten Commandments is to honor your mother and father. If you, uh, we all have them, I'm quite confident in that. Um, but doing that, you know, you might uh, ask yourself, you know, what do you want your family to look like? And out of that, to set goals, you know, uh, in my family, uh, we have family dinner on a Monday night. You might have heard uh, my parents speak about that. Uh, it's Monday night, 6 p.m. We're all there. The phone, all our phones are going to a bucket. Uh, I'm pretty sure last week they actually got put in the fridge. Um, so that we weren't on them. Ridiculous, I know. But out of that, we all spend time together and we have a big blast and we all roast dad. And it's awesome. I love that. Hey, number two is friends. So you might uh, have friends and uh, we keep going on. We hang out with our friends. But do you have any goals for your friends? Ooh, thank you. No, hey, I'd love you to be intentional with your friends. Things like sacred hospitality, building the relationship with each other. Hey, that might be opening up a night a week to each week, inviting someone over, a different uh, family, different couple, hanging out and building relationship, learning more from them and without kind of knowing, maybe teaching them uh, stuff like that. So I'd love to put uh, that in our goals this year. Number three is fitness. You know, we always hear it's a classic goal. I want to get fit. I want to lose weight. I actually want to gain weight this year. I'd love to hit the 100kg mark. That would be really cool. I think that would be gnarly. Anyone else? Anyone else want to lose 100 kilos? All right. Anyway, no, (laughs) nobody here. 
Thank the Lord. All right. <laughs> you know, things like that, as Teresa said, is our smart goals. Getting fit, like I said before. We want to make sure that these goals are achievable and realistic. Uh, it is achievable for me. Uh, whether you think I'm a skinny man or not, I weigh 96 kilos. So four extra kilos, it's like two big roasts. So that would be really cool. I could do that in a day. No. So we want, <laughs> we want it to be realistic. All right. Hey, number four is fun. All right. Hey, we all... You know, it's a classic one. Again, you know, we go, oh, I want to have more fun last year. Last year, I felt really busy, you know. So how do we have fun? How do we make that achievable? How do we plan that? Um, you may have heard, uh, I know a few guys doing this, uh, uh, married couples, but also guys that are dating or just between friends is the ABCs. Has anyone heard of ABCs dates? So there's 52 weeks in a year, pretty confident there's 26 letters in the alphabet. So twice in the year, each week you go off a letter and that is how you do the date. So week one, obviously A, could go to Aussie World. See, spice it up, Aussie World. B, beer barum, I don't know, climb Mount Beerwa, <laughs> woo, you know, so we're planning things, all right. Um, another way I find to help uh, have fun in our life is to plan your days off. It's a tricky one, you know, you work full time, you might have Saturday, Sunday off, and you go, oh, I'm wrecked. And before you know it, it's Monday again, you're back to the grind. You lose, and you lose your weekend. Bummer, eh? No, plan your, plan your days off. It really does help. What revitalizes you? What brings you back to day one? What to, to kind of square one? All right. Hey, number five is finance. We've all heard, um, well, I've certainly heard, do a budget, you know, but still kind of a do one every now and again. But why do you do a budget? So you don't have to answer that. That's all right. No. <laughs> Anyone? No. Um, with that, you need a purpose to do a budget. Otherwise, it is very, very hard. So it kind of rela relates back to everything. If you want to go on a holiday for a fun with your family, that makes it so much easier to budget if you work out how much the holiday will cost and then how to budget that in week by week. You know, if you want to do savings, you want to start a business, you want to buy a home, budget these things out so we don't get to next year's goal anointing and you're like, man, I really would love to buy a house. And then we get to the next year. Ah, oh, da, 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 da. You know, you want to put these things in now. All right. Hey, number six is further edu education. Education. I need more of it. Um, what do you want to learn? All right. Um, I've always thought of education as school or uni. Um, you know, things that might not be for everyone, but it doesn't have to be in your line of work, your education. You might want to do a course, uh, you know, to help you out. Um, I'm really into spearfishing. And so this year, I'd love to do a free diving course. That would be really cool. And I'd be able to hold my breath for about four minutes, dive down 50 meters, shoot big sharks. That would be really cool. I'd love to do that. So that's on my goals this year. <laughs> Any, no. Okay. Anyone? So you could do... Further educations, you might want to learn how to do accounting. You might want to use uh, software differently. You know, you might even want to um, learn how to use an iPhone if you're back in the 80s. So there's things like that you can learn to do to kind of enrich your life. It doesn't have to be just for work, all right? And number seven, faith. You know, there's things you could want to start journaling, 
It's incredible. I love journaling. You know, you may want to join a group. We've got heaps of groups throughout the church here. Heaps of groups. There's prayer groups, uh, connect groups, and social groups. You, you know, you might want to start joining one or you want to attend one more regularly. Measurable. You go, I want to go to a group every time that it's on. Measurable achievable, easy to do. You might even want to start one. That would be cool. All right, you write that down. What do you do from there? Oh, who do I go and talk to about that? Well, you can find out. Ask somebody. All right. Um, you know, you might even want in faith, you want, want God to speak to you. That might be it. You're like, you know, I love when I read the Bible, when I pray, I just like God to speak to me because it might not happen. That's cool. That's a cool goal to set. So as we pray tonight, it'd be really cool. You know, as we uh, anoint our goals tonight, you know, we want to give them to God because our goals and our dreams ultimately come from God. God puts dreams in our heart. You know, these things that we kind of give back to God. Um, back to the verse, Proverbs 16, 9. It says, in a man's heart, he plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. You know, we really want God to determine our steps. You know, we write our goals and we give them to God. And that's why we're getting them anointed, is to give them to God. So as I close, I'd love to pray. Jesus, we thank you tonight. We pray and we thank you for giving us dreams and visions for the future, our calling and our life. Lord, we thank you, Lord, as you show us and we, and we go on the journey with you, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we give them to you. Lord, we ask for your ways, Lord, and for ways and ideas to fulfill these goals and the dreams that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll hand it back to Pastor Josh. Good work, Jacko. Thank you so much. I love, it's just those spray of thoughts of, you know, what you could do this year. Areas that, you know, I just love the ideas of areas that, you know, you could invest into this and you could invest into that. And uh, I believe as Jackson shared that, that each of those points is that God was speaking to you on certain points, you know, certain things. And I was like, for me, it was like, oh, you know, it was the relationships. You know, I want to make more effort to, to invest into relationships this year, whether it's just one night a week and having someone over for dinner. It's like, you know what, that's something that I want to do. So I encourage you guys to uh, roll that out because it uh, will change your life. Thanks so much, Pastor Josh. You made me sound so busy. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm so excited to be here with all you all tonight. And, you know, straight up, I'd love to honour our incredible pastors, Pastor John and Daniel, you know. I think it's so important to take any opportunity you can to honour those people that have gone before you and in front of you. And even when they're not here, I think it's important to honour them. So right now, Pastor John and Dan, I know you're not here, but I just want to honour you and say thank you so much for what you've done for us. We are truly blessed and Something that Katie said before was that, you know, sometimes we can forget how blessed we actually are. And we love you, Pastor John and Daniel. We honor you and we can't wait for you to come home. <laughs> awesome. We love you. So good. You know, when I was praying for tonight, I actually felt that God give me a little bit of a vision for you all. And um, I really felt that God say in this year, I feel that he's going to give you all fresh eyes. 
and that he's going to give his people fresh vision. And I saw a pair of beautiful eyes, but it had something in them. And what I looked when I looked closer at it, I saw that it was the hurts and disappointments of years past and years that have gone. And you know what? When you get something in your eye, you have to flush it out. You have to flush it out with water. And I just really believe that God's spirit is going to flush out any bad situation that's happened, any situation that you've looked at negatively. And I just believe that he's going to give you fresh eyes, fresh vision um, to old ways. And so you can see new things and get excited. But awesome. I love this time of year. Oh, you can all be seated. Sorry. (laughs) Wow. It's going to stand for me the entire time. I was wondering why some of you were looking at me like, sit down. (laughs) No, but I love this time of year. I love January. I hate the heat, but I love January. I love the fresh start feeling that you get. There's nothing like January and just a clean slate. And um, I love setting goals. I love this theme, Dream Big. It's so incredible. And I love, I've always been one to make plans. I'm a planner from heart. Ever since I was young, my mum can vouch that I have always been a planner. Any little thing that I got to do to plan, I was like, oh my gosh, give it to me. This is so exciting. (laughs) Um, But growing up, you know, I was quite a bossy little girl (laughs) um, and I was quite controlling. Um, And my poor little sister actually copped the brute force of my controlling nature quite a lot. But um, one situation is something that I thought was really fun that I used to do was we had this little toy box in our toy room. Shout out to mum and dad for giving us a toy room. You're the real MVPs. You're awesome. Um, But we had this little toy box and what I would do was try and encourage and manipulate my sister into getting into the toy box and shutting the door because it would be like so much fun for her to get in the box, right? Like I don't see any benefits from that. But she went along with it because I was her big sister so she did what I said. But she would eventually get in the box, I'd shut the lid and then I would sit on the box. (laughs) and then not let her out. (laughs) And I thought that was fun, but that was just my way of controlling her. (laughs) She has eventually forgiven me. I asked for forgiveness. She forgave me. I love my sister. We're all good. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to share this story with you to illustrate how much control I needed in my life and how much I loved being in control and the people around me. And When I started coming to church seven years ago now, I had to go on a journey of letting go of control of the things that I had already had control of in my life. And I went on a journey of giving it all to God. But fast forward five years into my journey with God and things were going pretty good, you know. Um, I'd learned to let go of a fair few things in my life and so many different areas, which was awesome. Um, But like I said before, it was a journey. And, you know, things... When you're on a journey and things are easy, it's fine. But when things start going to poop, not so fine. <laughs> That's when the control issues started coming out even more. And um, at the beginning of 2016, um, it was a really actually a tough year for me. Um, I felt coming into the year that I had momentum in goals and dreams that I had, but and things that God had promised me that I'd been praying into for a long time. And throughout the year, though, things kind of started to go backwards and my reality really didn't match up to what I was praying and believing for. And I ended the year quite discouraged um, and hurt and disappointed. And I started having thoughts like, why doesn't God want this to happen for me? What am I doing wrong? And to top it all off, when you have those thoughts going on inside of your head and then things start to happen, which are incredible things for other people, but you start to think, what about me? You know, your friends could be getting their dream job, another friend could be getting engaged, another pregnant, another like buying their dream home, another could have their family member come to church and have like, 
invite Jesus into their life. And so it's so hard not only having those thoughts, but seeing those things happen to other people, which was so incredible for them because I love my friends. But when you see that and you're in a completely different place, it's quite hurtful. And when I came to the start of 2017 at a time that I normally loved, um, I had a moment in prayer with God before our goal and anointing service last year. And to set the scene for you, you know, I was just really going through the motions of prayer. I wasn't really putting my heart and soul into it. I was just kind of doing it because we pray. And I came to a moment where I was praying for my goals and I just didn't know what to pray for. I had no words. You know, and normally this was so different for me because I was such a faith-filled person. But when I came around to this time, I just had kind of given up. And I remember a moment with God during that prayer and all I could really say was, God, what's going on? I'm praying for all these things. You've promised me all these things, but things are so far from what you've promised me. The disappointment had slowly built up into my heart where I was in a place that... I just felt like I didn't want to set any more goals. What's the point? And then I felt God give me this scripture in Romans 8, 26 to 28. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside us, helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Another translation says in verse 28 in the NIV, um, and we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And in that moment, I felt God whisper to my, whisper to my heart and saying, the things that I was controlling, I wasn't meant to control. That I had been hanging on so tightly to these things because I didn't trust God, but I needed to trust him with my, like, my dreams because he loved me. I realized in that moment that there were so many areas of dreams and goals that I had that I hadn't actually given God and I had to repent for that. But I want to encourage you, if you're in this place tonight and, you know, you might be in this place right now with God where you've got so many dreams and it's been so long and you've been praying so hard for things and you're just not seeing it come to pass. But I want to encourage you that God is in control, that God knows your dreams and desires far better than you know it yourself that he knows your heart and he loves you. He is so good. I want to encourage you that if it doesn't make sense, God is in control and he's got you. In John, 30, uh, in John 13, 7, it says, And Jesus said to his disciples, You don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. Sometimes what God wants to do in us is greater than what he can do for us. We've got to lay down our pride and control and give everything over to him. There were three areas in my life that I had to learn to let go of control that really helped me so I could fully trust God in my dreams. Number one was surrender. Surrendering is an act of trusting God. It's handing everything over to him. When you trust God, when you fully let him in control of your life, you surrender your goals and dreams to him. And I had to place my life in his hands. Jesus had to take the wheel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Another embarrassing story for me was that um, when I was younger, I actually used to carry around a duffel bag. Um, I don't know why, but I just used to shove everything in there. My mum used to call me um, my little Mrs. Doubtfire bag. You remember the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. I wasn't going from a female to a male. I wasn't trying to do that, but <laughs> I just had lots of stuff in there. I would carry around a spare pair of shoes, clothes, makeup, snacks, because who loves snacks? Um, <laughs> everything that I could to prepare myself for any situation that would come up because I was frightened that something would happen that I wouldn't be in control of. But I felt God say to me, you know, that bag was heavy and it hurt to carry it around. I think I may have got like back damage from it. I don't know. (laughs) But it hurts carrying around stuff like that. And we're not meant to. I felt God say to me, we're not meant to carry around our dreams because they're heavy by ourselves. But with him, it's not heavy. That burden is light. In Matthew 16, 25, it says, if you, hang, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will find it. I felt God say that surrender is a constant act and we have to constantly be getting rid of the stuff that we try and hold on to and give it all to him. The second was prayer. I had to change the way I prayed. God has given us this incredible weapon of prayer. I think sometimes we underestimate how incredible and how powerful prayer is, that we just give these words up into the sky to God who's all up there and nothing really happens. But I tell you, your prayers matter. Your words matter. Your prayers are powerful. And I think, you know, something happens when you stop praying for the victory and you start praying from it. You have to start declaring what isn't as though it is. In Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. You have to be specific in your prayer. And number three is enlarge your vision. Our God is a big God. He has big dreams for my life and he has big dreams for your life. But sometimes we can water down that vision because we look at it through our natural circumstances and we try and filter it a bit. And, you know, we try and think, how am I actually going to make this work? But you don't have to make it work. You have to enlarge your vision because God is a big God. He's got it in control. He's got you in the palm of his hand. You have to get around people like your connect group leaders who can constantly lift your eyes up and help you when you feel like you can't yourself. You have to get around your pastors. We have an incredible pastors here. Shout out to the pastoral team. Love you guys. You have to get around to every conference you can. There's nothing like going to a conference where you can step back out of your life and enlarge your vision. We actually have an incredible Leaders Day coming up called Leaders Big Day Out, which sounds really exciting. I can't wait for it, actually. But it's only $49. And from my point of view, you can't put a price tag on setting your life up, you know. So I would so encourage you to get there. It's going to be an incredible time of enlarging your vision. And, you know, I'd love to be able to stand here tonight and tell you that all my dreams and goals have come to pass. Some of them have. But, you know, what I love more is being able to stand here and tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I know that my God works together for good in all things in my life because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. And he wants to do that for you. And right now, I just love it if you could bow your heads and I'd just love to pray with you. Yes, Lord, we thank you that you have called us 
to do such incredible things for you, God. We thank you, God, that your vision for us is far bigger than we know ourselves, God. We thank you, God, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your ways are higher than our ways. And I just declare right now, God, that your spirit would come upon every single person in this place, God, that you would give them fresh eyes to see, fresh ears to hear Jesus, that you would speak to their hearts, Lord, and get them excited for 2018. I thank you for that, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Josh.